Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. Man, thank you so much, PG. Thank you, worship team. What a powerful uh, moment today in the service. And thank you, Amber. I just want to say this, that um, I, I was sitting on the front row there during worship, during this last song uh, specifically, and um, man, it's just emotional. And I just want to encourage those of you who are in the room today or watching online and you sense that same thing, lean into it, right? So maybe there's some of you who are here right now and you're like, I don't feel anything. And so I would just encourage you, like for those of you who were just here, like in that moment and you're like, I don't feel anything, I don't know what you're talking about, am I less than? No, you're not less than, but let's pray every single Sunday when we come in here with a heart of expectation that we're going to encounter a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And here's what I'm confident of this morning. As I sat in the front row and I leaned into that moment, there was a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And so I just want to encourage those of you who maybe sense that to lean into that even more. And some of you who are like, I didn't feel anything. Well, maybe it's positional. And what I mean by this is this, that those of you... Uh, Please bear with me for a second as I, as I explain this. If I'm sitting on the back row, I'm going to be so distracted by everything else. And when I'm sitting on the front row, I can't be distracted by any of you. Like in that moment, it doesn't matter whether you're lifting your hands or whether you're singing out loud or not. Because instead, like I'm just right there. And I don't know if you noticed, but the entire front row is vacant right now. Uh, and so feel free in the future to move from a different position in the auditorium and see if removing some of the distractions around you will enable you to have a different experience. Does that make sense this morning? So it's not in my notes. I just want to encourage you because I believe that God wants more for you. All right? Well, again, we're grateful that you're here in person and online. The last 21 days, we have been doing uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. I want to say a special thanks to everybody who went on that journey with us and for finishing strong. And I'll just tell you, this is a spiritual discipline that doesn't have to just be reserved for the beginning of the year. It's a spiritual discipline, number one, that Jesus expects that followers of him would do on a regular basis. And so I just wanna encourage you, if you're bumping up against things in your life and you need God to work something special in your life, to gather some of your closest friends and say, would you join me for a season? Would you join me for a day or for a week or whatever in, prayer, in praying and fasting and believing God for results? I'm believing that you experienced breakthrough and that you delighted in your time spent with God over the last three weeks. And I just encourage you to keep that up. A couple of years ago, we started having the Sunday of the business meeting be a Sunday that we looked back and we celebrated what God had done in the previous year. And then on that foundation, with a heart of faith, look ahead to what he wants to do in this next year. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. I want to start out with 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse number 12. If you're taking notes, you can write this verse down, you can read it. 
this week and meditate on it. It's also going to appear on the screen. But First Chronicles chapter 16, verse number 12. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. And then in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you so much for your word and for the power that it has to transform our lives. We ask that over the next few moments that we would sense a demonstration of your spirit's power. Would you work through our hearts, through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Last year, as, uh, as we began 2020, I, uh, I had this line that said, 2020 for our church was a year of growth in the midst of adversity. A year of growth in the midst of adversity. And I'll just tell you, 2021 has also been a tremendous year of growth. And so I was like, well, how am I going to start this line out? Last year, a year of growth in the midst of adversity, well, kind of. Uh, and so here's what I, here's what I decided of how I would sum up 2021. 2021 was a year of growth while all of us were on a roller coaster that we had never seen or ridden before. And just when we thought that it was gonna go right, we got jerked to the left. And just when we thought we were gonna continue to climb, guess what happened? The bottom drops out and you fall. And so in the midst of emotionally being jerked from side to side, up and down, the church not only grew, but it thrived. In conversations with other pastors in our state and even pastors outside of our state, I'll just tell you that this is not the normal experience. And so I just want all of us to be aware of that so that as we celebrate the things that God has done, it just fills our hearts because sometimes we can get so used to what we're experiencing that we think that everybody else is experiencing the same thing. And I'm just telling you that there are many churches across our nation that have not experienced what we've experienced this year. And so I'm just grateful to God. So where do we even start? I think we start by saying, look around, right? You made it to church today. You made it online today. So for whatever reason, you were able to eliminate every distraction and excuse, and you showed up, and that's a win, and I want to celebrate that. In 2021, we were able to get back to 87% of our pre-COVID attendance. Wow. Our in-service attendance increased by 76% over 2020. That's crazy. And this year, we are believing God to blow past our pre-COVID attendance. We saw many new families come to our church. I just, I, oh, I just have to say this. I don't even know why, why I have to say this, but I'm just going to say it. For those of you who are maybe here for the very first time today, I promise you that every Sunday we don't stand up here and pat ourselves on the back. And we're not even doing that today, even if it comes across as that. Instead, what we're doing is we're saying, God, we want you to know that we recognized what you did in our church last year, and we want to celebrate it. We don't want, God, for you to think that we're taking this for granted or that we didn't notice. And so today, if you think that you've shown up to a church's pep rally to hype you up, that's not what's happening. Instead, what's happening today is we're looking at what God did, and we're celebrating it. We're not patting ourselves on the back. Instead, we're saying, God, thank you. Does that make sense? Come on. All right. So we saw new families begin attending Cross Point Church this past year, and we provide a 
a course called Growth Track. We, uh, on that, we help people see the, the past of our church and the vision of our church and the future of our church and invite them to be a part of that and to also discover their design, to discover their giftings of what God has called them and enabled them to do. In 2021, we set the goal of having 50 people go through Growth Track, and Pastor Dan led 52 people through Growth Track successfully <laughs> last year. We were able to document 54 people who gave their hearts to Jesus just in our Sunday morning experience, and I'm sure that there are even more uh, that did that, but that's what we know of for sure. And 26% of those, I mean, not 26%, 26 of those people decided that they would take the next step in their faith journey and take it public and follow the Lord in obedience of water baptism. And so that's awesome. Last year we saw 67% of our Sunday morning attendance was involved in small groups. That's 17% more than the previous year. And these are people who said, for the sake of myself and for the sake of others, I refuse to live in isolation. And instead, I'm going to jump into a community of people that I can encourage along in their race of faith, and they can encourage me along in the race of faith in small groups. This year we're aiming to have 70% of our Sunday AM attendance in small groups. I want to take a moment and celebrate what God did through the worship arts uh, ministry this year. We made a huge investment this past year and invited Pastor Fisher and Pastor Levinsky to join our teams in full-time capacity. And they're doing a phenomenal job. An amazing job. Both of them are gifted very uh, differently, but their gift sets and their skill sets complement each other very well. The Sunday morning in-person and online experience has gone to a new level under their leadership. They lead an incredible team of volunteers that they could not do what they do without them. In addition to our Sunday morning experience, this past Christmas we had our Christmas production that was the best Christmas production that we've ever done. Carrie and Marissa Burrish directed that and it was phenomenal. I mean, I think there were 1,250 people that weekend that came into three different services and encountered an experience of the presence of the Holy Spirit like no other. And so I'm grateful for their leadership in that. It was an amazing, uh, it was next level for our church. And uh, there were at least two different people who asked in conversations, where did you get all of that talent and how much did you have to pay them to be part of the Christmas production? And it's just funny because we didn't have to go outside to search for them. Instead, they're part of our church. And we didn't have to pay them anything because they said, this is my act of worship unto the Lord. It's a privilege for me to be able uh, to do this. It was exciting. So the Lord has blessed us with incredible talent. Another event to celebrate this past year was our Christmas Eve service. Uh, and I'll just tell you, I believe that it was the best Christmas Eve service that we've ever experienced. And if you've not been a part of that uh, tradition with us as, as a attender or a member of our church, we'd encourage you to do that next year. Let's celebrate some next generation wins. We've got PG and Darlene over here. They completed two years with us in December and I never knew that children's ministry could look like what it looks like under their leadership at our church. They are doing a phenomenal job. I had an interaction with a man who doesn't even attend our church um, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, one of the things that Cross Point Church has done very well is to provide uh, an experience for the next generation that, uh, that is irresistible. And he said, that PG guy, 
That PG guy, he said, there are kids from our church that he interacts with outside of our church. He said, I have never experienced so many kids talking about how much they love the church outside of the church. And I just think that's really cool. PG and Darlene, thank you for your leadership. They've inspired 100 people in our church to serve with them to disciple kids of all ages. And this year, they led the kids to raise over $10,000 for BGMC, which is the kids' arm of kingdom builders. And so he's instilling within them the heart that God has, which is a mission's heart for those who are unsaved and lost all around the world. Pastor Madison started her second year with us on the team leading the youth and college ministries, and I'll just tell you, we have never had the number of students in the youth ministry or college ministry uh, that we've had since she started leading that. And I'll just tell you this, she is leading the largest youth ministry in our state in our network of churches, which is just amazing. And I just want to keep saying this. None of the staff are experiencing success in isolation. There is a team of volunteers that are all working together to see lives transformed. Beyond the numbers, teenagers are experiencing the presence and the power of God each Wednesday night. Last week, uh, our uh, teenagers are being saved. They're being set free from depression and addiction. They're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're being called into ministry Last week, my son came up to us after the Wednesday night service, and he said, uh, there was this new kid at youth for the very first time, senior high student, who said, I don't know what this is. This isn't church. This is fun. <laughs> I just love it. I mean, it was just a normal service, right? Just like what we have on, uh, on Sunday mornings, worship, prayer, preaching of the word, more worship, and then some small groups that break down. And this kid is just saying, in the power and the presence of Jesus, I don't know what this is, but this isn't church. This is fun. What an experience. Because of your generosity in 2020 uh, with Kingdom Builders, we were able to create two small group rooms and finish four individual bathrooms so that the teenagers and college students could stay in that space from start to finish, and it's an amazing space to meet in each week. With the college ministry, there are more students coming than ever before on Sunday nights. And then on top of that, this year's small groups have kicked off on Wartburg's college campus. And I just think that's amazing that right there on the campus, there are students who are being discipled. Last year was a year of exponential growth in every area of our church, even with the continued uncertainty. A couple of years ago, we went on a generosity journey as a church, and I'll just tell you, we're still on it. We launched Kingdom Builders two years ago to give more to global missions, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders than ever before. This past year, we set a goal of $275,000, and the Lord enabled us to blow past it and give over $306,000 for the glory of God. I believe that we've gotten into this healthy cycle as a church. A couple of years ago, there were some of you who were part of our church, but uh, weren't part of our church in the sense of tithing, giving 10% of your income. And a couple of years ago, you went on this journey where you began tithing, and here's what I believe that God has done, is God has blessed you as you've tithed, which has enabled you to give even more. And then on top of it, as a church, we've said, you know what, if we're going to ask you to do that, and really we're just asking you to be obedient to what God's word uh, says, it's not our personal desire. Instead, we're just trying to uh, get a hold of the heart of God, and this is what he desires for us. And so as a church, we've said, 
if we're going to ask others to do that, then we're going to do that. And so as a church, we give 10% of our general fund right off the top to kingdom builders. We leverage it for global missions, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders. So we look back with gratitude at what God has done, and we say, God, thank you. Thank you for the lives that have been impacted. In fact, right now, why don't we just take a moment? It's kind of like at a graduation ceremony where they say, hold your applause till the end. And that's what some of you have done. But can we just take a moment right now and can we just give God a hand clap of praise and tell him thank you for what he's done. God, we're grateful. So here's what I know is he hasn't brought us the financial resource that he has for us to plateau or decline. He hasn't brought us this team that we have for us to plateau or decline, and he hasn't brought this incredible group of talented, gifted volunteers for our church to plateau or decline. And I'll just tell you that the mission is too critical for that to happen. So as we talk about the church growing, it's not for the sake of numbers, but it's because every soul matters to God. And if every soul matters to God, it should matter to us. We talk frequently about the 12,000 people within a 10-mile radius of our church who don't go to church. Let's be busy about his business. So 2021, we ended even stronger, and I can't wait to see what God does in 2022. A couple of months ago, I was seeking the Lord for vision for 2022, and, uh, and so uh, I've let this part of the message grow in my spirit for the past couple of months, and we've looked at the past, and with faith, we're looking to the future. In recent months, there have been a couple of staff members who have recognized the season of life that my wife and I are about to enter into, and they have felt some uh, uncertainty and insecurity with that. And so I just want to address that this morning. My son graduates in May. My daughter graduates in December. And there's not an ounce of us that's dreaming about leaving this place and going somewhere else. And so I just want to throw that out there for anybody who's like, oh, their kids are about to graduate from high school, and then Pastor Jonathan's finally going to go somewhere warm okay it's not going to happen you're going to have to work harder than that to get us out of here okay so uh anyway so that's I just want to address that so I've shared that with the staff and just want to share it with you I think it's important before we look ahead to the future to let you know that number one I see you in that future and I see us in that future I appreciate that affirmation I was really nervous to say that because I thought people are either going to be excited or they're going to groan. And if they groan, I don't even know how I'm going to finish the message. If I were to sum up in one word what I sense God wants to do in 2022, it would be the word experience. There are certain things that can't be believed or understood until you experience it. On a simple level, I could, uh, I could talk to you all day long about the Bremer County Fair or the Iowa State Fair, the smells of it, the sounds, but until you experience it, no matter how much I talk about it, nothing compares to experiencing it. For those of you who've traveled to a foreign country, you can try to talk to your family and friends about what you experienced while you were there, but there's nothing like experiencing it. For those of you who have moved here from another country, you can call your family back home and you can try to tell them what negative 26 degrees Celsius feels like, but how many know you just have to experience it? 
with that for real, y'all need to pray this week that a heat wave hits on Wednesday. Negative 25 degrees, are you kidding me? And so we don't cancel Sunday morning service for anything, but Wednesdays we follow the school schedule, and so I'm seriously going to ask that you would pray that, that the weather report would be completely wrong, that, uh, that a heat wave would come through, and that everybody would be able to meet this coming Wednesday night. When people have experience, their life has changed. Recently, one man had an experience, and this is what he said after it. You have done something. What you've given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. It's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I hope that I can maintain what I feel now. I don't want to lose it. It's so much larger than me in life. This could be said by so many people. This could be said by a kid coming home from kids camp, an adult coming back from a missions trip, a believer being raised out of the water after baptism, someone experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't one of those people who said that. Instead, these are the words of William Shatner after he was blasted into space October 13th, 2021. It was an experience that changed his life. Can you imagine if every time we came together in small groups or age-specific ministries or weekend services that people would experience the power of the Holy Spirit in such a way that they would say, I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. It's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I hope I can maintain what I feel now. I don't want to lose it. It's so much larger than me in life. Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. That's the message Bible version of that. I'm grateful for the vision that God has given to our church over the past eight years. I'm grateful that we've been able to attend to what he reveals and be blessed. This past weekend, Pastor Levinsky and McKenzie and Pastor Fisher and Jacob, my son, went and played, uh, not played, they led worship for a youth and kids conference. And my wife and I, in a previous lifetime, uh, served as uh, college and university ministers before coming here, and we worked in our district office, and we were always a part of those events. And so this past weekend, my son was playing the bass as part of that experience, and Pastor Gary Pilcher sent me a picture of it. And I texted the crew that led it a number of years ago. And I said, y'all are getting old. Y'all are getting old. I said, that's my son Jacob up there playing the bass. Thank you for the investment that you made in the previous years so that the youth ministry could be what it is today in our state. And so it's fun for me to have been part of something and then see the next generation being raised up to lead that. And I thought this morning of those of you who decades ago led in children's ministries or you led the youth ministry and now you look at the church and you see the next generation rising up, right? The vision that God has given you, the things that you didn't even know that you could see and now you're seeing it. 
And I think about for us, the young man with the heart of gold who was still trying to figure out his relationship with God, how to live out what that looked like, whom God would transform over time. Who would have ever known that when Fisher started playing the guitar for us nearly eight years ago, that he would join our team in a full-time capacity leading the production team? Right, through the vision of God, we've seen a Wartburg student who loved Jesus and always secretly wanted to be a youth pastor but didn't share that with anybody. She found her place in ministry. Who would have ever known that a few years ago that she would be a pastor on our staff leading one of the largest youth ministries and college ministries in our state? And I just wanna encourage all of us as we leverage our influence for the next generation, who are the next pastors? Who are the next missionaries, musicians, teachers, small group leaders, and evangelists in the ranks? And what are we doing individually to inspire the next generation to rise up? When we attend to what he reveals, we're blessed. As a pastoral team, we're seeing things in people that they don't even see in themselves yet. Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 6 says, Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. This year we're gonna experience another level as a church and I'm just gonna tell you, it's not gonna be by human ingenuity. It's not gonna be by talent or even the strength of the team and the volunteers. It's gonna be by his spirit. And as each of us experience that new level, it's gonna inspire others to elevate and have that experience as well. There are some of us who have had opportunities to uh, to be in incredible atmospheres where the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit has worked within our lives. And even as I sat there this morning and I sensed what I sensed, I thought, you know what? Others have to experience that. They've got to experience it. And it's not just good enough for y'all to be in the room while somebody else experiences it. Instead, God wants all of us to experience the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit. When others experience these moments, they'll never be the same, and these experiences will stretch everyone's face. So what are we looking at specifically for 2022? I believe that we're going to blow past our pre-COVID numbers because, again, every number represents a soul, and every soul matters to God, and it should matter to us. One of the things that we've talked about over the last eight years is that uh, I believe that one day God's going to have our church be a multi-site church where we'll have other campuses and other communities because every community deserves a healthy expression of the kingdom of God. And as I look at our staff and as I look at where we're at right now, I'm just going to tell you that we're not going to pursue an opportunity in 2022 for that. I hope that 2023 will be that year where we'll look into a community and strategically go and plant there. But in 2022, we're not going to pursue it. But I'm just setting this up to say that if an opportunity comes to us, then we'll pray about it and see uh, how God wants to lead us. The main lens that we'll continue to look through all of the the decisions that we do as a church is how will this help us reach the 12,000 people within a 10-mile radius of our church who don't go to church? And some of you are like, how did you get this number? In 2014, somebody came to me. His name was Fred Bridges. He passed away. But he came to me and gave me a demographic study of our community. And in that demographic study, it has these numbers in it. And so I've actually reached out to the website because people are like, well, surely it's changed. And uh, I'm waiting for them to get back to me because I want to see not data from 2014. I want to see data from 2022 to see the impact that's happened here in our community and how things have changed. But that's where we've gotten the number. We're going to believe for 300 salvations across all ministries in our church in 2022. 
And once people experience the joy of new life, we're gonna encourage them to take the next step to experience baptism. And I just want us to believe and be praying for 100 people to go public with their faith next year and be water baptized. I believe he can do it. We're gonna experience a new level of global impact in 2022. We're believing that God's gonna enable us to be able to have uh, some foreign missions trips as well as a stateside missions trip this year. And we know that those experiences will only serve to increase passion and excitement about what God is doing through us and with us with Kingdom Builders. Last week I talked about the why behind Kingdom Builders. And the why is this, is because God is real, he determines truth, and his word is true. And if his word is true, not everybody's gonna make it to heaven. Okay? Only those who are followers of Jesus will spend an eternity with him. That's the why behind Kingdom Builders, because every soul matters to God. Kingdom Builders is the avenue for our generous giving to fund global missions, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders. And if you missed last week, I beg you, please go back and listen to the message. Find it on Facebook or YouTube or on our website or Spotify and listen to it. Our goal for uh, this next year is to give $350,000 away through Kingdom Builders. And we'll do this through generous above the tithe giving as well as the church giving 10% of their income, uh, of our income uh, to Kingdom Builders. As you came in today, you were handed these booklets. My wife put together these booklets. I want to say, Erica, thank you. They are beautiful and amazing. And uh, so really thank you so much for putting that together for us. For those of you who are new to our church and you're like, what is Kingdom Builders and how do we become a part of it? Let me just talk for just a moment how it works. Perhaps the easiest way to understand this is to view it like a church mutual fund. Everyone gives to one pot and then the projects are funded out of there. We've selected projects that should resonate with everybody as well as we've vetted the work that each of our strategic partners do and each of us, as we do our part, will see all of these projects funded. We kicked this off two years ago, uh, and both years we have been able to fund every project and then some. And I just love it. Like for us, this is the goal, to fund every one of these projects and $350,000. But how many know that if it doesn't come in, the projects aren't getting funded? But over the last two years, as everybody has done their part, every project has been funded and then some. And so this year, just like others, we're not going to ask that you would fill out a pledge form and turn it in. Instead, we're going to ask that you would pray and ask God what he wants you to give above your tithe this year to Kingdom Builders. And I just want to encourage you to start with a plan. How many of you have bills? Okay, how many of you pay your bills? Okay, good. I'm glad to see equal amount of hands of having bills and paying bills. We don't want the reputation of cross point people to be that they don't pay their bills, okay? So uh, that's good that you pay their bills. Pay your bills. <laughs> pay their bills. That's generous. But maybe for you, you view this as a bill, and so you have an entry point. Maybe that entry point for you is $25 a month or $50 a month or $100 a month, and you just view it as a bill that each month you're going to give that much to Kingdom Builders. Maybe for some of you, it'll be a percentage of your income that you decide on, and whatever it is that you come up with, I would encourage you to work that plan. I'd also encourage you to have a vision of what God could do uh, in, in, above your plan, to expand your plan and to pray that God would provide for you so you can reach that vision. And finally, is what's a dream amount for you of your lifetime? Not just this year, but what's a dream amount that you look at and you go, God, if you would, then this is my dream. And I'd encourage you not to share that dream with anybody else except for maybe your spouse, but to hold on to that and to God. And then when he enables you to be able to fulfill that dream that you would, uh, that you would celebrate that. 
this past week, Erica and I received our contribution statement from the church. And if you contributed to the church in 2021 and you didn't receive your contribution statement this week, hold off a couple days. If you don't get it by uh, the beginning of this next week, then contact our church office and we'll make sure that we get a new one sent out to you. But when we looked at our contribution statement this year, because, you know, just like that uh, commercial that says, I'm not only the hair club for men president, I'm also a client. Right? Like, my wife and I contribute to Kingdom Builders. Like, we tithe to, uh, well, this is going to get more complicated than what you want to know. On our ministerial income, we have to tithe to the district office. But on non-ministerial income, we tithe to the church. And I'm just telling you, it's a privilege to be able to do that. Right? So, uh, when we looked at the amount that the Lord enabled us to give this year, our hearts were filled with excitement. Like, I don't even know that that makes sense for some of you, but I hope that you would experience the joy of generous living so much that when you see the contribution statement, you don't look at it and go, wow, what we could have done with that. But instead, you would go, God, thank you. Thank you for your provision and your faithfulness in my life. And so I'm not making it up. I'm just telling you, we were so excited uh, as we looked at that. And so for us, we believe that uh, we're not going to, we don't believe, we're not going to dial back this year when it comes to kingdom builders. Eric and I have a personal plan. We have a vision and we have a dream for kingdom builders. And we believe in it so much that even with one kid about to start college and another kid to start college the next year, we're not dialing it back. We're going to continue to give 10% of our income to kingdom builders on top of tithing 10% of our income. And I'm just telling you, we're not doing it reluctantly or begrudgingly. We're doing it joyfully. So this week, we experienced the joy when we saw the total, and I'm praying that you would experience the same thing. In addition, I'm praying that this year would be, that there would be 10 other families that would join us and say, you know what, we're going to give 10% of our income in tithe, and we're going to give 10% of our income to kingdom builders, and we're going to trust God to live off the other 80%. As we talk about experience, Eric and I went to the Gateway Conference last fall in Dallas, Texas, and while we were there, we had an opportunity to go to three different churches. And I'll just tell you that all three churches had amazing worship. All three churches had an amazing atmosphere. Uh, they were all comparable, and the mix was excellent. The musicians, the singers were like professional grade, like our church. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> but one church was different, and it led my wife and I to have a different experience. From the time the first note was played in that service, my wife and I were just weeping. I mean, just weeping. The atmosphere was different. There was a tangible presence of the Holy Spirit in that place. And while it's difficult to put a metric on this, 2022 is going to be marked by experiential worship. I believe the Lord set us up for that this morning. Like, I didn't come up here and say what I said because I knew what I was going to say here. Like, instead, I just believe that what I experienced this morning was confirmation that we're on the right track. The importance of prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be primary, and I'm believing the church will experience these supernatural moments, and as we do as a church, it'll push us to never settle for ordinary again. In 2022, we need more than 100 people to go through growth track. Some of you are like, why is that? 
Well, we need every person in our church to discover their purpose and to get plugged into serving where their passions and their gifts collide. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse number seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I'm believing for this year as we abide in him and encourage others to do the same, that there will be some spiritual experiences that will lead to lasting fruit. The young and old alike will have these experiences that drive them to a lifelong commitment to Jesus. And in order for us to accomplish this vision, we'll have to see it before it's seen. I'm horrible with sports analogies, but I will tell you that I'm sorry for you Titans fans and for you Packers fans who lost in the final seconds of your game because of a field goal. Really sorry. Sorry, babe. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a vision to win the Super Bowl. Heading into the Super Bowl, they had a 53-man roster. They had 24 coaches, three head coaches, nine offensive coaches, nine defensive coaches, and three special team coaches, and they all worked towards the same goal. Last year, in addition to the players and coaches, 25,000 fans were able to sit in the stadium 96.4 million people watched it on a television screen, and I'll just tell you that the experience was different from each of those positions, for the players, for the coaches, and for the fans. And I just want to say this, 2022 is going to be a year where online and in person, fans will change from a fan experience to a player experience. Somebody say, come on, that's good preaching. During this past Waverly Shell Rock football season, at one of the football games, they started subbing in the bench. And I asked my son, I said, son, why did this one player not go into the game? And he said, because he was too afraid to ask the coach. And I just wonder right now how many people are sitting on the sidelines and you're wanting to get in, but you're scared to ask. As a church, we're gonna be intentional about moving people from fans and sidelines to get in the game. There are gonna be some that experience a promotion. Some players will move to and experience the coaching position. And as a church, we have got to be about the business of making disciples and developing ministers. And each of us have that responsibility. What did Jesus say to us? To go into all the world and to make disciples. He didn't say only pastors, evangelists, missionaries go into all the world and make disciples. Right, all of us have that responsibility as followers of Jesus. One of the things that I'm excited to launch this year is a school of arts. Pastor Fisher is gonna lead that and we're gonna turn some of the third floor space into individual lesson rooms where there will be uh, singing and, and instrument lessons and this is gonna help people develop the gifts that are within them. We're gonna help people discover their gifts and mobilize them into places of ministry where they can experience what God created for them. We believe that God's calling us to raise up the next generation of worshipers and worship leaders, and the School of Arts is gonna help us do that. I can't wait for it to be done and for us to launch it. I also want our church to be a church where people can jump into different areas of ministry out of calling and passion, not out of duty and obligation. And I realize theologically that, uh, that there are two extremes when it comes to serving Jesus. 
right? There are some churches who theologically tell you that the only way to make it into heaven is by working your way into heaven, right? And we believe that the Bible is true, and so that's what we're going to go to uh, to help us answer uh, theological questions. And Paul says in Ephesians that it's by grace that we've been saved through faith, not of our works, lest any man should boast. And so for those of you who think that you can earn your way into heaven by serving Jesus physically and doing physical work, that's not how we get it to heaven. Since we believe that God's word, the Bible is the final authority, we don't believe in works-based theology. The other extreme is to do nothing. And I can't really land there either, right? Works-based or nothings-based. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse number one, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. When I think of what Christ has done for us, how could I sit on the sidelines? When we get to the end of this race of faith, all of us want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And when we see that phrase in the Bible, I will tell you that there is not an addendum underneath there or a footnote that says, except for those of us who are too distracted or disinterested or too busy, we'll say, well done, thou good and faithful sitter. There's an expectation as followers of Jesus that we would serve him. 2022 is going to be marked by the biggest local and global impact that our church has ever seen. As we experience the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we make room for others to have this experience. It's going to start an unstoppable cycle of people being saved and set free, sharing their story with others of what God has done, and them being saved and set free. And the cycle is going to continue. I believe it in Jesus' name. And at the end of the year, all of us who said, God, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines. I'm going to get in the game. I'm going to have the courage to talk to Pastor Dan and to go through growth track and discover my design and discover the purpose that God's created for me. And I'm going to jump in. At the end of this 2022, I'll stand up January 2023 and I'll say, 2020 was a year of growth in the midst of adversity. 2021 was a year of growth, like being on a roller coaster that we've never seen or ridden before. Just when we thought we were going right, we went left. And just when we thought we were gonna continue to go up, it went down. But yet even in the midst of emotionally being jerked from right to left, the church thrived. 2023, I don't know what I'm gonna say after 2022 was a year of growth. But I'm just telling you, will lean into the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We will see God do immeasurably more than we could ever dream, ask, or imagine. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room? Maybe there are some of you who've come in today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior and you say, today I want to enter into a relationship with him. Maybe there are others of you who at one time walked with God, but you've turned your back on him and you say, today I need to see my relationship restored back to him. In just a moment with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, 
You say, I need to ask Jesus to come into my life for the very first time, or you say, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. When I count to three, I want you to slip up your hands all across this room. One, two, three, lift them up all across this room. Let's all stand. Here's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. If you raised your hand, I want you to repeat it after me and mean it with everything that's within you. But know that you won't be praying this prayer alone, but that each of us in support of you will also be praying. Let's pray. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. This morning I ask for your forgiveness. Come and give me a fresh start. Be my savior. Be my king. Take over every area. Take over every aspect and help me from this day forward to live for you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for what he's done this morning. If you prayed that prayer, we would ask that you would text the word yes to 319-250-8998. Text the word yes to 319-250-8998. We leave time at the end of the service for uh, people who need to, uh, who have a prayer need and want somebody to pray for them uh, to be able to have that moment. And so in just a moment, the prayer team is going to come forward. The worship team is going to lead us in one more song. And I would encourage you, if you have need of anything today, that you would step out of your seat and let somebody come alongside and pray for you. God, thank you so much for what you did in this past year. God, we thank you in advance of what you're going to do in this coming year. God, I pray that we would lean into the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit each day of our lives. God, we truly ask that as we meet together in Sunday morning services, experience nights, age-specific ministries, sisterhood small groups, men's small groups, regular small groups, Doyle's class, grief share. God, that whenever we gather together and wherever we gather together, that your Holy Spirit would move mightily in our midst, that we would walk away from seemingly ordinary events and we would say that our lives have been transformed, that we experienced something we've never experienced, we felt something we've never felt, and that we never want to go back to the way that it was before. God, we pray that we would experience all that you have for us this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.